I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Okay, now we got the shit right. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Will we keep it a... I'm about to do change it again, ain't I? We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what, everybody with me? 2016. 2016. Did y'all see Bradley over here jamming? Did y'all see him shaking? <laughs> look at him, twerking on the table. I got the videotape. <laughs> So look, you guys, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So today, just so you guys know, a little disclaimer, my girl, Lisa Bolakaja, is on a panel today. Where is she at? Like, WestCon, somebody's con, something with a con? It's not WizardCon. Something I, I, con. Something con. Nerd con. Nerd con. That. <laughs> just generic exactly. con. So Lisa's, Lisa's gone today, so we got Linnell White sitting in with us, staff writer, um, Army Wives, uh, Z Nation, uh, yeah. Some new shit about to come out. You just get it. It's gonna be a good. We'll year. see. Let's hope 2016 is is good for me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then we got my man Rudy Rutenberg sitting in with us. Big time OG. Oh, <laughs> actor, old writer. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're soon, we're talking about doing a podcast on baby writers. Yeah. So, oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny. So I did a just so you know, Bradley. I did a. Um, uh, I have a baby writers cheat sheet that I put out and did like really really well like all over the internet. And so I met Rudy um, at the Writers Guild, and we were we were we were talking. And we, I was teaching a um, um, a workshop on a podcast. workshop on podcasting. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were there. Were you? I, there? I didn't come. Oh, you I didn't missed come it. I missed it. That's right. You were out of town. Were you? Were you in town? Why are you hiding from us? When was it? When was it? What was it like? Oh my god! Two, three I don't know why this matters. These details of like my life. <laughs> Where were you, Linnell? <laughs> anyway, so Rudy came up to me and pitched to me this idea to do a podcast on baby writing. And I was like, oh well, you should. You should listen to my baby writer cheat sheet that I have. And he read, he says, uh, I already read this like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm never going to turn down somebody sending me a, a, a cheat sheet on anything. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how I got through school. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I got no problem with that. So I was like, okay, I'll read another one. And then mm-hmm. I popped it up and I was like, oh, I'm, I read this like three times. It's <laughs> good, though. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's right. Matter of fact, we need I to just talk. Want to make sure this is like postnatal care. We're talking about writers who are babies. We're talking about <laughs> <baby writers. laughs> kind of like a less than five year kind of bracket. Because we, right. get a, you know, a lot of the podcasts are focused on I was people. Just, I was just fucking with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he does. <laughs> well. um, Trust away, me. <laughs> so you guys hear his voice. That's our special guest, Mister Bradley Glenn. You guys, uh, literary agent. You're not a manager. Literary no, agent. I'm an agent. Literary agent over at um, Kapler Staller. Yep. Um, Kick-ass agent over Great there. Great firm. Great firm. Well-known, well-respected. Mm-hmm. We're just four years in business. How yes. many? 34 years. You ain't even 34 years old now. Yeah. Oh, I, I love you. But I haven't been there for 34 years. Uh, so. No, you've been in how many years? 13. Oh, no, excuse, excuse me, 12. 12 years. Yeah, this is the uh-huh. beginning of my 12th year. Wow. 
Yeah, you're getting up there now. I know. <laughs> well, to, to make a point, how many agents are at the same place for that long? No, now, that's no, saying something right that. there. Yeah, we, we kind of stay put. I yeah, mean, it's like you know, in this society where everybody's moving around, mm-hmm. agents yes. sort of because we see them in yeah. deadline every yeah. week. Changing, oh, yeah. it's like you musical know? chairs sometimes. Yes. So yes. to yeah. be somewhere especially, twelve, especially thirteen years, workers, but there hasn't mm-hmm. been a lot of that lately. Definitely. Anyway, but keep going. So, uh, please, why, why are you trying to host me. my show, Bradley? Why are you trying to host the show? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Bradley, let's go into you a little bit. Let's just tell the kids where you're from and like maybe how you got into the industry yourself. Uh, yeah, it's a, I, such a great story. I was telling you guys, it's like the most boring story ever. Uh, I'm from Northern California originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Jose, I, you said, right? Yeah. Wow. I, I, uh, raised in San Jose, born okay. in Monterey, but really went to high school in San Jose, and so that's really my hometown. Yeah, definitely. Um, then uh, went to school in San Diego. I went to San Diego State University, as I oh. like to tell people, the cultural and intellectual mecca of California. <laughs> um, and then uh, spent just a little time overseas for about a year, okay. and but then came back and then moved to Hollywood um, in ni- 19, I, I actually know the date, June 1st, 1990, hmm. only because it was on the radio. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's weird. It's halfway in the year. You know, mm-hmm. It's like the, the halfway point. And I've made, I've moved to Hollywood. And I got my first job working. Do you want to know this? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me just, want- let me just tell you. I like to know how people got stuff. Okay. So, right. so don't just say, then I did this, then I, you know what I mean? Yeah, Tell yeah, people yeah. how. So, so, they can learn so, so I got my first job three days after I moved to LA. Three days? Three days, which is really kind of remarkable now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I thought, oh, yeah, that's just the way it happens. But you know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, working as a PA at Rescue 911. Really? Remember that? Yeah, yeah I, I was. I was. Um, uh, William Shatner's El Pollo Loco bitch. Really? <laughs> <laughs> can I tell sort of a funny story? Yes, tell it. So, uh, the every year I, I did it for two years or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. three or something. And um, uh, the producers would send me to Bernini to go pick up his sixteen suits for forty segments. Like he really? did forty, he did these right, forty right, wraparounds. Right, right. So, but they he would lose weight between during his hiatus. <laughs> and so they and so then when we do do the shoots, I hope I'm not saying anything off color, but he they, they, the producers would say to me. Just get him the two piece from El Pollo Loco. I'm not uh, kidding. Mm-hmm. And he'd say, mm-hmm. "How about the whole chicken?" And I and oh, I was like, "This kid, your monkey in the middle. Oh, oh that's rough." Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted the whole chicken. He got the whole chicken. And because he's <laughs> Captain Freaking Kurt. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Great. T.J. Hunter too, bitch. He was. I mean, I don't know that he remembered my name, but he just he was always gracious. He was just a great, great, great guy, and very, very, very humble. And but halfway through the year, I'd have to take half of those suits back really? and let them out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a funny side story. Yeah. Yeah. Funny yeah. side. Anyway, so then I got that job and I was working in production and I was just going down this track to like be, you know, it looked like I was probably going to be like a line producer or something. Okay. You know, I became a, a location manager oh, in commercials. Um, you know, all that kind of production coordinator, mm-hmm. you know, all those sort of like really grunty, hard, hard. But challenging. all that logistics preps you to be a really good agent. Yeah, totally. Well, mm-hmm. I knew how to get people from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then, but then, like, I noticed my phone stopped ringing at some point. Like, it, the, the calls became less and less. And okay. I thought, oh, I'm screwing up. People don't like me. Mm-hmm. You because know, you really have to kiss a lot of ass if you work mm-hmm. in production. And I hate that part. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the one thing I like about being an agent is you have to kiss ass, but the payday is a lot better. You know? <laughs> so, That's it's, quotable. It's true. Tweet that. It, yeah. it, really, it yeah. really is. And so um, and I wanted to be a little bit more of a master of my destiny. So um, 
but what I didn't real, I wasn't sophisticated enough to realize that there was this thing called runaway production mm-hmm. going on, and that was a big issue where mm-hmm. a lot of shows were leaving Los Angeles and mm-hmm. they were going somewhere else. Right. Because mm-hmm. you know, I was a production guy, so I had this really myopic little you know scope or mm-hmm. thought of the business. And anyway, blah blah blah. Uh, I was like, oop. Don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> Why you got to be stomping my floor? I don't know. Oh, I was getting excited. <laughs> and then uh, I was sitting on a beach, probably smoking a joint with a friend of mine. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, you know, I went to film school. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not making movies. Mm-hmm. Like, blah, 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 right, blah, right. blah, blah. And she's like, oh, my Aunt Debbie, who really likes you, mm-hmm. who I've been to her house for, like, Passover dinner, although I'm not Jewish. Um, and uh, she said... Uh, uh, she really likes you. She needs an assistant, and she's an agent at APA oh, okay. mm-hmm. in the talent department. Mm-hmm. And she was like an old school William Morris agent who'd migrated over to APA, mm-hmm. and she had a great list. She represented um, Ian McKellen, mm-hmm. Ned Beatty, sir. Yes, <laughs> who I really got to know, and he was a great guy. But um, Ian, um, Bill Devane, mm-hmm. Linda Lavin. I'm trying to remember, but it was like a good list, you sure. know, 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, uh, I and this is a true story. Mm-hmm. I went in for the interview, and the, and she said to me, "Oh, this is actually kind of funny." She, she said, <laughs> tell uh, it, tell "Have, you ever, been, have you ever been interested in agenting?" And I was probably, I, I know I was for a fact, twenty nine. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, uh, "You know, I've always been, I've always been interested in representation. I just didn't think anybody would hire me because I'm, you know, too old and mm-hmm. I'm not this twenty two year old kid." <laughs> I, which, by the way, was a total and complete lie. I didn't know what agents did. I just knew I needed a job. Yeah. And I just, that's what I went for. And so I just said that, which really impressed her. Mm-hmm. And then she had been, she had started her career, which I did not know, mm-hmm. at 30-something uh, and transitioned out of production and became like a talent agent oh, at William okay. Morris mm-hmm. and represented people like you know, Crystal Gale and Tanya Tucker back, mm-hmm. you know, back oh, in the day. Oh, those were the heydays oh, of country. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she had lots of like, 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 and lots of comics. That was sure. a big business. Sure. So, so she really responded to my background and I was like, oh my God, this is the best job ever. Although they <laughs> offered me like, Literally, I think they offered me five hundred dollars a week, and I was making like four hundred dollars a day as a location uh-huh. manager. That's right. And I almost passed out. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I like literally said that to them. And then so they tried to be nice, and they're like, "Okay, well, you can do the grids." And I think they got they boosted me up to like six hundred dollars a week. Okay. But it was like, but, is that answer on the phone what, on the grids? Yeah, what are the no, grids? The, the grids are, are like uh, you put all the information in, like you know who the producer. Oh, oh, I see. So as soon as you call, so it shows up. So I basically, see. for an extra. Hundred dollars a week, mm-hmm. I got like to to stay until ten o'clock at night. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm, it was like mm-hmm, really like mm-hmm. oh, lucky me, like I got that extra. But form. you're putting all that info in. I think that, but that seeps in your brain because now you know all the names and you can connect yeah, who's who in the industry. So you that grid thing was useful. It. Yeah, you nailed yeah. it. Yeah. And you and thought it was, wasn't a good thing at first. Right. And no, right. Later, huh? I thought, and I literally thought three months into it, I have made a giant mistake. <laughs> uh, a giant mistake. Mm-hmm. But you just—I mean, you totally nailed it. Mm-hmm. It was like my grad school education. And so, and this is like, I mean, you have to understand, this is pre-internet. I worked at a company where they used to turn in their, their commission reports on triplicate 
tissue paper. Okay. No. You know, <laughs> one computer in the department. Did you have a ditto machine down the hall? Somebody cranked it. Well, you'd have this. Type, <laughs> you push the button, and it would repeat what you had typed. I mean, it was like crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. so, so, so. so. Lot of stuff we take for granted now. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 crazy. And then, and the no internet to look things up, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. And so, and then you'd spell something wrong, and you'd be in the in the staff meeting, and you'd have you know twelve agents just eviscerating you really? from your idiot, you know, how <laughs> stupid you don't know who Glenn Larson is. Mm-hmm. I remember that I got Glenn Larson wrong mm-hmm. for something, and it was just like you know, one end, not two ends. Look, you <laughs> you, and I just climb, you know you climb under the table, and then you pull yeah. yourself out. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you one other thing that was like boot camp. If you made a mistake back then. They didn't pay anybody overtime. You just got paid straight time. Oh, and like okay. that was a big controversy and a lot of kids got like they, there was a class action suit and blah, yeah. blah, blah. but I wasn't part of that class action suit. So like if I made a mistake, mm-hmm. I stayed until one in the morning to correct the mistake. Uh-huh. I gotta tell you, I made that mistake once. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it was like once I once I paid the price uh, of my time and my mm-hmm. you know my help. It didn't happen again. So I'm not advocating you know, abusing people financially. <laughs> but holding people accountable makes helps you of learn. Yeah. 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 It was it was really good for me. And so then okay, so I did that. I was at APA. She she got fired and she went to a company called Metropolitan. Mm, I remember them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then but she left me there. Really? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm not bitter. Where's she at? Where's she at? <laughs> I'm not bitter. And, said, I, and, mm-hmm. was, and, and the whole time I was working for a talent agent and um it, so, so you were dealing mainly with, mainly with actors at only. the time. Only. Yeah, okay. I thought I was going to be a talent agent. Okay. So she wound up promoting the guy she took with her to become, or they wound up promoting the guy they took with her. Mm-hmm. And um, and Metropolitan was a very interesting little company. They only at the time had 55 clients. And they were like, um, oh, uh, Jane Seymour, Kirstie Alley, Tim mm-hmm. Reed, mm-hmm. the whole cast of Sister, Sister. Okay. Um, Carrie Ann Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a great little company. Mm-hmm. I mean, really great. And so... Um, uh, they and they're like, would you be interested in coming over? And I, so I went for a meeting, and they showed me an office about the size of this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is your office. And I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna say, okay, done. <laughs> so, I, so I went to go work for them. And they offered you seven fifty a week. Oh, yeah. I think I paid them. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was very low. And then, um, uh, and they didn't have a literary department. It was all talent, all talent, all talent. Okay. Truth be known, there was somebody in the talent department. You know, I'm a little confrontational. Mm-hmm. He didn't really like me very much. <laughs> I didn't really know this. And then he told me that. Uh, he told Did me probably that. just say he's a little, a little confrontational. confrontational. I picked up on that. I like that. I like that a lot. evil self. Yeah, a little bit. And so then he, he's, uh, long story short, he, uh, uh, I was starting to look for another job because, I, you know, I had gray hair. Mm-hmm. I had gray hair then. I mean, I was oh. like, I was, I was 32 and I had all this oh, gray dear. hair. Oh, dear. The silver fox syndrome. Uh, aren't you sweet? It's but a good thing. It's then, a good thing. Yeah, but then, but, it's distinguished. Know, it's, it works like, for you now, doesn't it? I was it? like, I had more gray hair than any other assistant in Hollywood. Uh, and uh, they got word that I was looking for a job. And so the, the owner said, hey, we should probably, we've invested, you know, like a year and a half in Brad. Mm-hmm. He should, oh, and I did a couple things. Like I brought people in that I didn't sign, mm-hmm. but I, I did help sign some clients. And then, um, and I won't drop names, but there was, there was a big, a, a big co- a comedy star that I was tracking at the Groundlings and mm-hmm. he got on, on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and I brought him in for a meeting and they couldn't close him. And I was like, I was a bitch. I was like, <laughs> you guys couldn't close him. If I was somewhere else, I would have been able to have him. Like, ah, ah, ah. Got a little and, uppity. Yeah. yeah. It was my career, my life, mm-hmm. my livelihood. Yeah. And the, c- cut to, uh, 
they walked in and said, hey, would you be interested in being a literary agent? Hmm. And I didn't know an act break from character <laughs> description. I didn't wow. understand anything. And uh, I said, you want to know my two questions? Yes, definitely. I said, uh, do I get an expense account? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And he goes, yes. <laughs> and I said, uh, do I have to answer anybody's phones? And he said, your own. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's and nice. I go, done, done and done. Yes. Done and done. And so then I became a literary agent. Nice. Yeah. That's a really that was, good story. So was, you thought it wasn't a good story. It's a yeah. really good story. Really? Yeah. I, didn't even I mean, we went from Captain Kirk to, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were all over. It's great. Yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. interesting. So that was the story. No, that's not bad. Okay. So how did you... Knowing that you didn't really know anything about act breaks and all, how did you learn how to do that? Did you just delve into reading and figuring it out, or how did you learn? Yeah, I, I read a ton of like self help books and selling, okay. you know, on how to sell. <laughs> That's smart. Um, a ton, and then um, I went to I like I latched onto everybody's lunch. Like anybody who was successful mm-hmm. that was around me, I was like, hey, can I go to lunch with you? And mm-hmm. then we, with their you know mm-hmm. in their meetings, yeah, smart. And so then I'd listen to how they sold their clients, okay. and I was like, oh that. That's how it's done. Mm-hmm. And then there's a woman, um, shit, I can't remember her name. She worked for like, I don't know, New Regency or something. And I said to her at the end of this lunch, you know, because it was all like chit chat, chat, chit chit chat, chat. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, hey, um, I've only been doing this for a short period of time. And were there any questions I needed to ask? You know sh- that I should have asked. That's a really that I good didn't. question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read that in some book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, um, and she, and she was very sweet and very generous. And she said, you know, she, I think she put her hand on my hand, and she's like, "You, <laughs> you sweet thing." You know, right? <laughs> Little and did she, she know. Said, ask, ask me if I have any open writing assignments, and I went. You have any open writing assignments? And she's like, "I do." And then I'm like, oh. and so I wrote them down. And then, and then she said, uh, uh, "Ask me what's wrong with the projects," and I go. Huh. What's wrong with them? And then she told me, uh, not enough character work. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, not enough jeopardy in the mm-hmm, third mm-hmm. act. And I wrote that down. And so then I would go back to the office, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I thanked her. And then I would type up an email. Oh, I had lunch with Cheryl, blah blah blah, and she told me such and such. And this is what they have open, and this is what we need. Who should I submit? Mm-hmm. Oh. And that, was, yeah. and they, so everybody thought like I was smart. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. oh, I knew yeah. how to you know do it. But it really was, you know, through learning and observing uh, how smart. other people did it. So, That's did they have a roster already of some some literary clients? Or did, did you, you guys have to, have to build start it on your own? Uh, you know, I don't really have a cl- clear memory of that. I did a lot of drugs back then. <laughs> oh dear. Um, the, the, um, no. Yes, we had clients. Like we represented. Um, were they crossovers? Were they like actors that wrote, or were they? Did you have <sighs> legit? Right? Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, drug, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> no, I mean, but here, here, I don't want to name names because it's not it's not appropriate. But there was a, a large star with the agency, and she was mm-hmm. married to a former Hardy boy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was very hard to get him directing jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. another great part of my education was having to get through the no. And mm-hmm. and I did. I actually got him a job or two. And it was, you know, really difficult. And I don't recommend that to anybody. But it taught me, like, I'd learned why people were saying no. And then mm-hmm. I'd go back. I'd reformulate my idea. Mm-hmm. Go back and pitch again. Okay. Reformulate. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so it was like, it was a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. And he was a really, again, a terrific, terrific person. And mm-hmm. actually a really good director. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, all these perceptions, people are tough. And so uh, writing-wise, um, 
Yeah, we had clients. You know, um, we built a list though pretty quickly. Okay. Like one of my colleagues. Once you put it out there, everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one of my colleagues signed a guy, this really good looking um, Canadian actor mm-hmm. slash writer who turned out to be Joel Wyman oh, okay. and mm-hmm. sold The Mexican, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. starred Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and, yeah. and Julie Roberts. Um, I was really fortunate in my career um, early, early on because I signed Brandt and Haas and I was their first agent and I sold oh. the script with their, of theirs. Um, it, it, I didn't attach Brad Pitt, somebody who worked mm-hmm. for Carrie Brokaw. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember her name. She was fabulous. She was able to get the script to, to Carrie and, or excuse me, to, to Brad Pitt's managers mm-hmm. Cynthia mm-hmm. Pet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, I'm, I was a guy that did not know what I was doing. I, mean, I was just like, I love that. Well, sometimes that's, that's good though, because yeah, mm-hmm. you're just sort of totalness. along for the ride. Like you're fearless. You're like mm-hmm. you're just when you're not. I don't need a net down now. I'm just gonna jump. Yeah. That's yeah. when you yeah. try anything. You just right. call yeah. and ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, is he interested? And then I and I remember it was sort of my first taste of calling Cynthia and and saying, "Oh, my name is Brother Glenn. I represent uh, uh, Branton Haas." And the phone was like, "Click hello." Ooh, like, <laughs> oh, you got something. Like, yeah. Somebody wants something yeah. that you have, mm-hmm. right? So that was um, great, and I had a great run with them. I represented them for quite a while, okay. and uh, I wish I represented them now. I have three <laughs> okay. series with Dick Wolf on mm-hmm. NBC, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it was. But, but they and I jokingly, um, uh, I tell people they took me from who to hello like hmm. overnight All because right. I, right. yeah, cause yeah. I, I, cause I, you know, I sold that script and it was a, you know, this is when the, we had literally trades and mm-hmm. papers and there it was on the What's front that? page. It was called the, it was, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Now you get the email. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so through, through the, the, uh, the guys that, and, and women that I worked with, um, uh, now just to mention, are you still at Metropolitan at this no. time? So Metropolitan, I, I, uh, as I said, 13 years ago or 12 mm-hmm. years ago, I was recruited by this company, Kaplan Staller, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and um, they have always been sort of a premium television boutique. And it's a long story, but one of the agents that I used to work with was recruited by them a few years before. Mm-hmm. He wound up becoming a partner. He's very successful now in the reality business mm-hmm. in the, in mm-hmm. his, as an agent now, I think, at CAA. Mm-hmm. Not, not I think, I know. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> and uh, and I introduced him to some of his biggest clients ever, oh, okay. actually, uh, initially. And then, um, but he, uh, he wanted... Uh, they needed an agent who had a background in features, mm-hmm. and which I did. But I really saw the writing on the wall. I felt like features were becoming harder and harder mm-hmm. to sure. navigate and make a living. In. It was like it was fun, and but it was felt like a business business of dilettantes. Like people, mm-hmm. were, you know, it was the most meatness business. You know what I mean? Everybody mm-hmm. took a meeting, but nothing ever closed, right. and that made me right. crazy. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, I. I, I thought, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go to Kaplan Staller. Like they upped my game, mm-hmm. you know. Like they, yeah. they had a they had a sexier they had a sexier pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, sorry, I keep on the floor. <laughs> and then two of the people that I really respected and worked with, this guy Jeff Oaken and, and Steve Marks, uh, and this woman Pat Quinn, they all migrated to other companies. Okay. And so I felt a little um, isolated, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go to to, to Kaplan Staller. Mm-hmm. And so, and. They wanted somebody who knew how to sell features but understood the value of their television clients. Okay. And yeah. I felt like at the time, um, 
or I like to tell myself this, that, <laughs> that I was like one of the only uh, people in town who had really been really well versed in both worlds mm-hmm. because, you know, you right. either were a right. feature agent or you were a right. TV mm-hmm. agent. You did not really cross, but because I was at a small place, I chased the money. So right. sure. where there was money, I went for it. Mm-hmm. And then I, and, yeah. And then I built this other business. The other portion of my business, I represent about 18 very high end television directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and I started, I started with one actually. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you want to hear that story? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very funny. I still represent him. His name's David Strayton. He's like he's like he's like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a Canadian director who I didn't know anything about his background. Like I was too stupid to ask the right questions. And his manager just was like, you know, you should meet this guy. I think you'd like him. And I did. I really liked him. I liked his energy. I just liked his style. Mm-hmm. I just liked how he just approached things. He was just super creative and enthusiastic mm-hmm. and and. You know, surly but fun, <laughs> right? And um, and so uh, I, you know, talked to him for months, and I didn't know exactly how to represent a director in okay. TV. I had no real idea. And then I went to lunch. Lunch is where everything happens mm-hmm. for me, right? And um, I met this woman who went to Harvard Business School, and she talked about a mission statement and, and uh, a business plan. Hmm. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> right? <laughs> I got to write something down. <laughs> I'm like, what's a mission statement? Like, what is that? It wasn't Jerry Maguire. He wrote yeah. a mission statement. Yeah, yeah, he true. sent it to all that's the other true. agents yeah. and yeah. kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, no, no, I'm just trying to think. Like, it, was it post, post or pre-Jerry Maguire? I don't remember. So anyway, she talked about a mission statement. I was mm-hmm. like, what is that? And she told me. And so then I got on the phone with this guy, David, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, I've got an idea. I want you to write down your one-year, like, maybe, maybe like one-year, five-year, ten-year, or maybe one-year and five-year plan, mm-hmm. and then send it to me. And so he did. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So he sends me <laughs> this, mm-hmm. like, you know, one sheet mm-hmm. of what he wants to accomplish mm-hmm. in his life. And so basically, he mapped out his career for me. I love it. And I was yeah. like, oh, I can do this. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And so so I called him and basically said, yeah, I can. God, I hope people aren't going to listen to this thing. I'm a freaking idiot. No. All right. I don't think so. Well, like, I would say no. so far you're, you're ahead yeah. of that. I mean, really? most people are afraid to ask questions. Like, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Fear is the biggest thing that stops us from asking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, you know and they're like, afraid to tell you anything. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, if he knew. Oh, oh. So anyway, I said, I can do this, and this is mm. what I can do for you. But, but, so he signs with me. And we got very successful. Very successful. That's all relative. Mm-hmm. I was very happy with the, his career uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm really early on. I mean, like, right. I got him on network shows right. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of stuff happened. And, you know, uh, cut to, we just sold a 13-part series to Sci-Fi that's good. Really? That, that wow. He's executive. He was just on his hey, Sci-Fi show. Yeah, yeah. yeah called but, Blood Drive. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you've read it, yeah. but it's, uh, you know, somebody gave me that, a manager gave me that script, mm-hmm. and my assistant read it and said, you got to read this. And mm-hmm. I read it and I gave it to David anyway. So it's a big deal. So like we, cool. we it, I mean, I jokingly say he's my 21 year overnight success. That's not bad. But know. he, but the help, it helped when the client, to so the people listening, the client had a, a map, you know, that he drew out and said, mm-hmm. here's what I'd like to be in five years and gave it to you. Yeah. And now you have like a trail, like, I, okay, I understand where my client wants to go. Let mm-hmm. me try and take them there. So and have seemed, a plan. Yeah. It was, you know what? That's actually good for your writers. It, it, it was, it, and, and his plan was so doable. Right. Like he right. knew, it was a really 
But you know, like don't write on your plan. I want to be, qu- I wanna be Quentin Tarantino goal, huh? in five years. That's yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, but just say, real. hey, right. I'd like to get staffed mm-hmm. in a year or two, or mm-hmm. just have a realistic plan. But you know, do hold on to the dream because you know I was an assistant with Damon Lindelof at, at Metropolitan, mm-hmm. and um, we were assistants together. And you know, I'm not gonna say we're best friends by any stretch of the. That's your cousin. We know it. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> not at all. But you know, I, I you know, I, he'd take my call if I called him, and and I know him rather well. Sorry for bumping this. And um, I remember having a drink with him at this bar called Daddy's in, 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 in oh, Hollywood. Oh, dear. Yeah. That, can't, that can't be good. I know. It was a fun bar. Based on the name. Based on the name. It's a, it was a 16, it's where 1600 Vine is now, uh-huh. actually. It was a great bar. And um, he, I know. That does sound it so sounds, like, sounds so a little sketchy. Silver Lake. It was not. It sounds like Eagle Rock Silver Lake <laughs> but shit. It wasn't. Anyway, and I remember saying to him, hey, what do you want? You know, What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think he was working on Nash Bridges or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to you know, I want to be a showrunner. Mm-hmm. And... I remember thinking, hmm, good luck with that. And then, <laughs> no. But you know, he like he had a vision, a pretty, mm-hmm. a pretty clear vision, and, and 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 went for it. And and you know, and I can say this, like I, I know who his agent is, and his agent. I remember running into him somewhere, and he was like, he was into that guy from mm-hmm. the beginning, like mm-hmm. you know, and he signed him as a baby, and, mm-hmm. and just really stayed tight with him, and, mm-hmm. and just and like, and he, I, I feel. I mean, I've never actually talked to his agent about his career direct, mm-hmm. uh, trajectory. trajectory, thank you. But I feel like it's very similar that he believed in this, sure. cl- this guy. Sure. And, they, and they rode this, they, they've ridden this wave together. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel, this, I feel the same way about David. Oh, but the last point, part about David is like, it wasn't until years later that I told him this story that <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't, I, we had clients. Mm-hmm. I right. just didn't mm-hmm. have any clients. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. And he goes, I would have never signed with you. <laughs> I kind of smart. I said, "I know. Why did you think I didn't tell you?" You know, that's like, funny. Because you yeah. wanted to. Uh, you just had to figure. You had to fake it till you make it. Definitely. Well, talking about faking it till you make it. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, what what other type of clients you have, mm-hmm. and and I know you don't deal with younger writers particularly. So, but but what can somebody do to catch your attention? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because I know I'm going to get that. People are going to be emailing mm-hmm. me like crazy about. You know, I like a story. Mm-hmm. I like an interesting story. Like I represent a writer who uh, was a Washington insider for many years, and he was okay. legal counsel to several uh, U.S. senators. I okay. found that really interesting, yeah. mm-hmm. along with his material. Um, I, I mean, my list is really all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. I I represent a, a, this guy who had written on Pocahontas and Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, and 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 he's really turned out to be. A, uh, a very, very, very hot client, even though we had moments that were quite mm-hmm. cool because people mm-hmm. didn't like mm-hmm. those credits. Um, the, you know, I do have, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I do, I, don't, I, I, I move away from the uh, microphone. Um, do I do know. represent a couple of young clients. Okay. Um, they're uh, like. How did you find them? Like, let me just ask that. Great question. Managers. Okay. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. managers. So they're referred. Yeah, they're people mm-hmm. that I right. know or. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and that, it's funny. It's like uh, I think of a couple who got away, who I actually represented for a while that were great, mm-hmm. and they came, or they came from executives, mm-hmm. like okay. executive mm-hmm. friends of mine that were mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you should, you know, you should." I know Tim McNeil is really good at that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. friends out to it's all it's all referrals and who you know mm-hmm. and just making a good impression, mm-hmm. and then that yeah, it's yeah. all it's all in the writing. Mm-hmm. It, but it does help. It does help the backstory. It does help like what you're you know like what you're doing to participate in, in you know in in the career mm-hmm. um 
like I, I represent this guy named um, Ryan Maldonado, and he's now partnered with Eddie Canto, mm-hmm. and um, they were. They came out of Tim's program. One of them came out of mm-hmm. Tim's program. There were two Latino guys. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, no, right. mm-hmm. it, just, it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that name is very familiar yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like a like a Latino male team mm-hmm. that can write. That's yeah. that's marketable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. really marketable. And uh, they wrote a really great script that one of my coworkers just like flipped for it. He's like, you've got to read this, mm-hmm. which I did. And then we, you know, put them on the 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 Chicago. Uh, uh, PD series. Right. I get, right. I get all the Chicago things. I know there's yeah. fire. There's Chicago. Ma- and Chicago Med now. And, oh, there's and, Med and, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do legal. Mm-hmm. So, so Chicago's taking over. So uh, <laughs> it, just it, moving the uh, because Mick Bedencourt used to write on one of those. Shows. Is he? Uh, I want to say I it was know. PD or Fire. Yeah, there's. I know he was on Law and Order for a while. Oh, yeah, I mean, but that, he, he a, did the Chicago one. That's also. a transit. He just did one season of it. I see. And then part of being a representative is finding the story. Is like listening to what the writer does or has done or is doing. And then help constructing, I like to say, constructing their uh, mythology because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they had really interesting backstories, but I don't know that they were pushing them forward. So I sort of helped you know, as their mm-hmm. mouthpiece and the representative. Mm-hmm. That was part of my sure. you know, agenda. Um, for any I, baby agents listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there might be. No, no, but for, <laughs> but, but like, you know, if you have, a, if you have, if you have thoughtful representation, they pay attention to the things that are marketable and, you know, and they're not just saying them at rote. They're actually, you know, thinking about what might resonate with the marketplace. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did sign a, uh, through a manager Mm -hmm. that I liked and he sent me a, a a young baby writer named Clay Seneschal, who I just adore. And Mm -hmm. it turns out his mother's Annie Potts, which is just, (laughs) and even, even more ironic as I later down the road, I wound up signing his stepfather, who's a director producer on Mm -hmm. NCIS New Orleans, which named Jim Heyman. And, um, and I said to Jim, you know, I represent your steps. Like he didn't even know. That's funny. Well, he did. And he's like, (laughs) but I'm like, is this, you know, kind of weird family affair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, uh, but Clay just had a really interesting point of view, comedy writer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, a young white guy from Brown, like, hard to get the, the, the job. And he just optioned a script with uh, Steve Carell to okay. um, uh, blah, 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 to uh, uh, UCP. And okay. so that's, that's great. It's a workplace comedy set on the moon. Mm-hmm. UC, UCP is Universal Cable, for you guys mm-hmm. that don't know. And um, and he's writing the Playmobil movie. Playmobil really? is like the European Lego. I don't mm-hmm. know if you mm-hmm. know it. For, and he's writing that for Pathé. And there's something else that he did. Anyway, it's just like boom, boom, boom. I love it. So, you know, stuff can happen. But I only take on like one of those young, like every year or two mm-hmm. because – it's a lot of it work. requires a lot more work. Yeah, the, the, the younger the writer, mm-hmm. but it can be fun mm-hmm. and very rewarding. Right? Sure. You know, it can be, sure. and, and and it's and you're like on that journey and on that path with them, and so it can be great. But um, you know, like you got two years to mm-hmm. make it happen. If you don't make me any money, then you should go find somebody else. But there's. It can, you know, like like Orion or mm-hmm. or, or, or Clay. So mm-hmm. so I will sign it. I will sign a big client once in a while. Right. So I have a, I have a question. Go Since ahead. you are uh, head of TV literary at Kaplan Staller, yeah. What exactly is when you know when you go on the work in the morning? I know there's no typical day in this business. You know, you you never know what's going to happen. But what is your day? Just paint a, a paint a picture of what your day is typically like. 
Uh, you're gonna have lunch. Yeah. I'm picking, I'm picking yeah. up that First lunch. Lunch, in, is, a like, big, lunch is a big deal for you. Yeah, I walk I'm in. I'm like, wait, wait, do we have lunch? Is there valet? <laughs> Just don't send me anywhere where I have to like. Just not El Pollo <laughs> Loco because I don't want to get any more chicken. No, like, what's my typical day? Um, you know, I look over my my phone sheet. I look over. You know, I. I um, I mean, being the head of the literary department mm-hmm. means probably literally nothing. All Aww. I do is I just say to people. Sometimes it's a title and sometimes it really doesn't It involve. means like, you know, I'm like, okay, we're doing the staff meeting at, you know, nine. I mm-hmm. it, you know, like we've got to, you've got to, or we'll, or we'll, we'll, we'll put things into play. Mm-hmm. Like we have this little thing called uh, the client of the week. Mm-hmm. So like if we have a client that's sort of heating up and other people are interested in them, we're like, okay, this is the client of the week. We, we, we all have to read them. So we can oh, all sell that's them. good. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like so like I started that, but I think I stole that from somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like from like, a book or something. I like that. That's a great yeah. idea, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a, like, because um, it, it gets the other agents engaged too. Then mm-hmm. they know yeah. who your client is. So mm-hmm. if you're yeah. not around, then maybe you have backups. Then oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean, trust me. Like you were talking about Cat. I mean, she helped me get clients' jobs and or, or opportunities that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just heard about, and it's only because she'd read the material and right. she knew what was mm-hmm. going on. Right. All right, so what's my day about? And then, um, uh, you know, I kind of look over the phone sheet. I kind of put together a plan. Sometimes I might have, um, I mean, it really does vary. Like sometimes there might be a spec script that I want to get out. And you really you really can't do it half-assed. You sort mm-hmm. of have to like put it together, mm-hmm. figure out the 20 to 25 people you want to send it to, mm-hmm. figure out the pitch, mm-hmm. like never get on the phone until you know what the pitch is. Right. Um, which, believe me, I've done that before and you're like stammering around and you're like, oh, <laughs> such an idiot. And so, uh, and then, you know, get on it. And I'm sort of the king of like the hook. I like, I kind of like come up with the hook and then That's I good. say it mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and over and mm-hmm. over and over again, like beat it into everybody's heads. <laughs> and then, um, okay, so there might be that or, you know, maybe there's somebody's career that needs a little bit of focus. Um, mm-hmm. And so you kind of like, you know, you come up with a plan and you and you just start, you know, pounding it and, you know, chipping away at it. With that said, there's always four or five things that pop up before lunch that sure. you have to deal sure. with. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this was not on the agenda. Yeah, little, little fires to put out here yeah. and there. Yeah. Yeah, that was not, that's not what I was planning to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know. Adjust fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I listen to a lot of belly aching. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to something you said in terms of the pitch, because um, you're, you're going to get on the phone and you're going to pitch the, the script or the, the idea to someone else. Mm-hmm. So as a, you know, for the writers out there, is it helpful for the writer to give you a good log line or how do, how do we help you with that pitch? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good idea. Um, the, uh, hmm, okay. So I'm going to totally go back to, I've done a lot of things since then, but the reason I signed Michael Brandt and Derek, Derek Haas, mm-hmm. uh, Haas, mm-hmm. excuse me, um, is because they had wrote a really interesting, but idiosyncratic mm-hmm. odd script but Michael pitched it to me initially about, and he said, well, it's basically about a courier who delivers packages to people who don't want to be found. And yeah. I thought that yeah. was, I guess yeah. think of yeah. 10 stories. Yeah. About yeah. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. 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 And that was, you know, he did that. I didn't do mm-hmm. that. And I was, I thought I was thunderstruck. It's mm-hmm. succinct. It's yes. repeatable. Easily. It helps you. And you yeah. get it. You get it. Yeah. 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 You get it. Yeah. Get a and, visual. And, and, and I don't even know if Michael knew that he had such, the, such a haiku like. Mm-hmm. It's very present. high concept too. It's mm-hmm. very very high concept yes. and it was 
you know, it, it wasn't like I'm like, oh, so there was a guy and he woke up and he went and got a coffee and then this <laughs> happened. And then, you know, no, 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 no. It was really very clean. It was mm-hmm. very clean. That's the best way to describe it. Um, uh, I, I was telling you about this baby writer that I am excited about. He pit, he said, I've got a workplace comedy set on the moon. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Why haven't we done this already? Wow. You know, I love it. High, I love it already. Completely high concept. Right. Wow. And so, you know, so it's like Parks and Recs yeah. right on the moon. And then, um, and it's sold people. So don't try to write it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, th- th- so yes, that is, that, that, that is helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are times when, I have read something like I, I I remember I sold a script that I just thought was fantastic mm-hmm. uh, to NBC and it was called Forever Young and it was about a woman who goes on a Craigslist a single mother of two teenagers who goes on a Craigslist blind date and she wakes up in a motel room with the ultimate STD oh dear vampirism and it was about you know and the less human she became the better person she she won huh. mm-hmm. it was it was great and you know but I can't want to read that one that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but I came up with that pitch after mm-hmm. reading it right. you know and right. so it so it's it's a combination. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it, it, when things are working with your clients, it's a, it's a, it's a really good collaboration, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right. curious what the logline looked at looked like on that before, because usually like we don't start writing for the most part until we have that succinct like couple of sentences about mm-hmm. what what the, the heart of it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I remember I remember pitching his Desperate Housewives with Blood. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. And that was a one hour. That was a one hour. Yeah, drama? it was like a one hour script. Okay, and, you know it was. Uh, Loud noise. It didn't get made. You know, mm. I, if I tell you, <laughs> I could wallpaper the this office with <laughs> yeah. scripts that didn't get made. That were all really good, but just for a reason, mm-hmm. just to not get it happens. I know. Yeah, so I know. many cogs. Yeah, you weren't yeah. there to to do the grunt work. Uh, you know, finding locations and stuff. It's, it's, or just yeah, or yeah. It takes. I mean, the heartbreak of this business is that it takes. You know. Uh, uh, you know, 40 yeses, I'm making that up. It takes right, 20 yeses right. and mm-hmm. one no, right. you know, and you're like, oh, right. what are you going to do? I have an infamous question for you that I know you've answered a million times. How do you like your clients to work with you in regard to, because I get this all the time. Um, well, uh, like I haven't heard back from my agent. Mm. How often should I call them? You know, all that stuff like that. Do I what email? Do you, exactly. You know, what do you, how do you prefer to stay in touch with your clients and how often is too much? If you're making me money, there's never too much. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. <laughs> the uh, that's a really tough question. It depends. It depends okay. if you're you know uh, if you're going to email email something succinct. Don't email right. what's up. Right. Mm-hmm. You know um, the. Uh, you know, don't don't email. I'm perfect for blah 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 mm-hmm. because I you know went to school in Tulane or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, you know if you have something that's relevant, then throw that then 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 give that information to your agent. And I've had I've actually had many clients who, um, uh, pardon me, who've um, had really interesting information mm-hmm. and that I've been able to, to to use. So you know, it all goes back to listening. And, and asking questions, so it's, it's fine. Um, how often should you, you you bother your agent? 
I don't know that you're bothering them. Just, you know. Have a reason to be yeah, right. reaching out. That's what I always say. You know, you what, why are you reaching out from them? Yeah, you know, don't be don't, ready. Have a reason. Yeah, you know? don't, and and don't be. propose a plan to them. Hey, I, I think I might be right for this. And here's maybe who I know who's involved with the project or who I've met with before or just... Absolutely. Try and give as much information as you can. You know, I mean, listen. You know, if you can say to if you can say to an agent, please just give it to me in an like I'm I'm not everybody's going to love me. Not you know, there's Mm -hmm. 31 flavors for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, I stole that line too. (laughs) (laughs) But but there's 31 flavors for a reason. Just give it to me straight. Like, what did they like? What did they not like? And then if they if they if they give you feedback and someone didn't feel your characters were strong enough Mm -hmm. or they felt that. That your you know your plot lines or scenarios weren't plausible or you know or there just wasn't enough jeopardy mm-hmm. you know listen to the feedback there'll be times when I mean trust me there are times that I that I'll get feedback when I go out with the script and I'm like that idiot didn't read it and they don't know oh, what they're talking about and I'm like mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna say to them hey you're an idiot and you didn't read it <laughs> right, I'm just, but right. I will know that's like I'm gonna check them mm-hmm. and make sure that I get around them because they are. You know, mm-hmm. whatever, dumb. And then we're getting back to the confrontational aspect uh-huh. of his personality. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, I'm working. I'm going to check them. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like you know, you make a mental note. Yeah. Like they're yeah. they're not actually doing their job. You can always tell by the feedback. Like, mm-hmm. and then you can tell if somebody like I just didn't get it, for, and they'll tell you the reasons why it's not for them. It's it, it always it always feels sincere. Like you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know when somebody's being sincere, and you know when somebody's just like they didn't get to their weekend read. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're stupid Dartmouth. <laughs> intern read it and didn't understand, oh, didn't have the right, depth to understand right. what you were going sure, for. Sure, right. um, but uh, uh, so, so, but when you get the feedback, I mean, if it's really, really bad feedback, you know, don't fight with your agent. You come off as really confrontational. Sure. You mm-hmm. come off as really sort of like, um, what's like, the word? Delusional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, or just well, immature, just like a baby throwing tantrums. Right. And, yeah. 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 Like, like, ooh, that, you know, I mean, I think it's fair to be upfront and say, God, that really is a blow to my ego, but I'm going to have to like work on that sure. and figure it out. Or, um, uh, or, 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 or thank them and see mm-hmm. what the, uh, uh, We'll you see know, what's behind the note, right? Yeah, that's yeah, sure. That's sure. Right, right. And then, you, you know, and you can, and you can, you know, I mean, come on, we're always looking for the grat- or what's the word? We're always looking for the validation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and there are times, you know, like when I sell something and, you know, I have had a con- gazillion passes, but yet mm-hmm. then I sell it, I'm like, flinch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. That goes on the t-shirt. <laughs> I'm like, I was right. Love it. But um uh but you know, it's not not everything's for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, not every it's not for everyone's brand. Sure. We have to know that. You know what I mean? Like you you don't walk into uh you, know. you don't walk into sci-fi with a a period piece set in the 1940s <laughs> yeah, unless there's some sort of time travel involved, mm-hmm. you know. Or it's it, on a spaceship. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there are literally moments where you're like, I did not see that coming. I did not see that sale coming in. I did not see this person responding to mm-hmm. it. You know, you just have to um, mm, I'm going to get a little woo-woo and sort of like, yeah. you know, touchy-feely. But, you know, the, the one thing I really love about Los Angeles, and this has been my mantra lately, mm-hmm. is like this is the land of possible. Mm-hmm. Everything's possible. Mm-hmm. Like you come here and, you know, I don't know where you're from. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, you know, your backgrounds. But, you mm-hmm. know, I was just this kid who came from San Jose with no connections, nothing. Yeah. Like why did I think I could be a Hollywood agent? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. like the, it's just the land of possible. And you have to – you just start to have to hold on to that. And, and you know, we all won't make it. I get it. You yeah. know, it's it, – it, 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 and, and mm-hmm. that, is, that is rough. Yeah. 
but you just you know you have to you have to go for it. How did I get on that tangent? That's all right. Well, I mean, you're talking about how it doesn't relate. Like people have to relate to things. And a lot of what that comes from is like you were saying, like where you're from, what those people have experienced, and like you're not necessarily going to understand every storyline or every character motivation if you if you mm-hmm. don't at least have an open mind about how to how to wrap your head around it or sure. or how they could see that experience because everybody approaches every situation from a personal what's behind mm-hmm. yeah from so a personal it, point of view exactly yeah, i would never act that way like oh i don't understand how he would do that right, well okay right. but that doesn't mean that there's not other people that have or that mm-hmm. do act that way history is full of idiots yeah ab- absolutely <laughs> every character is really just an idiot yeah ab- ab- absolutely moments mm-hmm. of brilliance yeah and that's mm-hmm. all you get to see on screen and and, and, yeah, and there, i mean there are so many things that i was just wrong about mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. oh my favorite one is napoleon dynamite right I i've heard a lot of people say that they yes. were wrong about that one. a lot oh. of people passed like, on i that. met that i met jared hess because a friend of mine was a a, a like a judge at some film festival mm. in Minnesota or something. I don't remember. <laughs> and she's like, you've got to watch it. So I watched this movie and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And um, not the movie, the short that it was based mm-hmm. on. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember the short. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and, then, and then I gave it to this young agent and he was like, he came in quoting the tater tot line. <laughs> and I was like, hello, Jared Hess, we'd like to meet with you. And, so, and then we met with them and it wasn't a great meeting. Mm-hmm. It, you know, maybe it was my fault, maybe it was his, I don't remember, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it just didn't feel like I could like mm-hmm. really represent him well. N- not that he asked me to, but um, but at that stage in his career, probably it could have happened. And uh, I was like, no way. And then, <laughs> And then I remember I slipped and fell and I hurt my back and I couldn't go to Sundance and the movie was blowing up and I sent that that young agent to Sundance. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. But oh, he was cover? happy to go. I bet. Oh, he was thrilled. And I was and he's like, I can't get next to him. He's like crowded, surrounded by. Everybody. <laughs> and I was like, and I was literally on the phone. I'm like, you push those fuckers away. <laughs> <laughs> we had that first fucking meeting. He's ours. Which, Again, who I knows if that it. would have happened? Yeah, right. I mean, I say that yeah. like you know, I'm sure if Jared has ever heard this. He'd be like, "Who? Who's Bradley yeah. Glenn?" Right, right. Right. I don't even remember that right. meeting. Mm-hmm. But um, it was, uh, but I was wrong, wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, wrong, and you know that made somebody a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It right. happens. Yeah. Well, I talk to a lot of big EPs all the time, and everybody has that story yeah. of somebody mm-hmm. that got away from them that they thought would not succeed, and they're like, "I can't believe." I was so wrong. I mean, that you have to admit to that. You mm-hmm. know, I have one of my mentors has turned down shows that are franchises that he sure. didn't think on the page were. Because somebody how at one William point. De, how about William Devane turning down yeah. the Ted Danson role in Cheers? Right, yeah. right. Or at some, at some point, someone turned down CSI. Somebody passed on that. You know? That's Actually, out there. One of the people I'm talking about turned that show down. Okay. I, I, <laughs> that's ESP. One of the shows. ESP. Yes. Yeah, I, really, I was like, yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then it, who knows that that show would have been that show if they hadn't turned it yeah, down. Because exactly. like, exactly. it could have gone in any other direction. Sure. Oh, by mm-hmm. the way, that show didn't know that was going to be that show. No, no. I mean, no, I, remember, I remember going to lunch with like the executive at the time, who's now like, a huge exec for NBC Universal. And, you know, they put it on Friday nights, mm-hmm. you know? And, they, mm-hmm. and I remember like reading that. The theme song, the Who theme song, uh-huh. you or right. whatever, right. What, was sort of like attracted like young male viewers, mm-hmm. and I mean that thing blew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But um, um, but I think the I think that the point is that I was trying to make uh, uh, try not to let other people limit you when working with your agents. You know, hopefully you have a dialogue and, a, and, and, and an honest communication with your agents, so you trust them and you feel uh, that the feedback is. Uh, uh, genuine and sincere and toward and, and, and helpful um and you know and so and then you try to take 
you try to take the constructive criticism mm-hmm. right. from them. Sure. And then, but if you really truly believe in your dream, like hold on to it, you know, mm-hmm. at least until you're like 45. And then if you can, forty five is a cutoff. Yeah, I, don't I know. feel like if you would, I guess I'm done. Then just keep, you keep on, I mean, just keep yeah. on going. Yeah. Yeah. Who, cares if, who cares if what you sell is on your tombstone? I mean, that's you know, just yeah. keep going. Yeah, if you, I guess if you, I guess if you love it, I personally like money too much, so I would like want to make some money. So sure. but the the um, who needs that. Yeah. I have to ask you another question because we have so and we have thousands of baby writers all over the world who watch who listen to the show. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask me this question, so I'm just going to ask you this question. Um, if you were a young writer coming into the business now, mm-hmm. what would you do? <sighs> what would you? Because I'm sure you get this question or that you think about this all the time when people are like, "Hey, will you represent me?" Like, no, motherfucker, no. Yeah, <laughs> and here's why. For <laughs> people <laughs> who couldn't see when he sighed there, he crossed his eyes. Like, that's how much this this evil Mister Mister Bradley. I see. It's that's hard. What we call it's a hard. I don't know. I mm-hmm. don't know the answer. Uh, I would say move to Los Angeles or mm-hmm. move to a center where there is writing mm-hmm. going on. Um, uh, Media is expanding, so you can listen. I don't know how they're doing it, but people are making money on the internet with like right. with YouTube influencers. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like so there, there there are different ways to make money. Yeah. Um uh and 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 to and and I mean it depends on what you want. Like some people want the fame and some people want the money. Guess what I want? so but but i would go to places where those things are happening so like you know if you're living in topeka kansas it's Mm -hmm. probably difficult to do and you know sending it you know spec scripts are very 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 hard to sell Mm -hmm. i think it's Mm -hmm. like you know i think it's one and you know speaking of that let me jump on i mean interrupt you yeah please do you prefer to read pilots you prefer to read you know specs when it comes to tv original material yeah because uh for me uh I might have an opportunity to sell it, mm-hmm. and if I don't have the right. opportunity to sell it, then I would have the opportunity to then then I have that new piece of material. Nobody sure. reads a, a spec anymore. I know. I'd, I'd, yeah. I think people should do. I think young writers should do it for the experience and learning how to do yeah. it. Yeah, learning you know, how to write. You're going to have to mimic somebody's voice, anyway voice. and to, to get the, the structure of the show down. Because a lot of people right. start writing TV pods and like. Teaser and how many acts and that. Like, mm-hmm. right. All right. Yeah, but, I still have people saying both. Like, go one way. Like, do have both. You know, like it doesn't hurt you to have a spec, and you can usually crank probably a spec out in a week or two if you're up to that challenge of being on a staff. You can probably crank something out. And some so. of the fellowships still require a spec of a yeah, current yeah, running show, like exactly. the ABC Disney ABC, Fellowship. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But as a marketing tool for, uh, 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 for an agent, a tool, it just doesn't work that that well. But people it's should have the original voice. people should have multiple scripts though before because I, I meet yeah. people that sometimes like they have one script and they're like I gotta find an agent. Mm-hmm. It's like wait you have one piece of material it's not it's right, not so gonna work i have two pieces of advice um uh you were one get to la if you can or new york or wherever there's wherever there is a need for writers mm-hmm. Two, i think working as a writer's assistant on a show mm-hmm. is invaluable not only uh uh uh, just to see how it's done, but mm-hmm. the relationships that you make. Uh, three, network, 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 network. Mm-hmm. So, you know, join softball leagues, Facebook friends, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all about you. It's about people want to, you know, we work as a collective. So you've sure. got to be, you know, part of, you've got to be part of, of the team. I'm often interested in people who have various avenues that they mm-hmm. you that, that they, they do it just shows that they're resourceful mm-hmm. right it just mm-hmm. you know it just show, um okay so there was that. like all of us you know write and produce and direct and we you know just constantly putting things out 
Yes. You know what I mean? Constantly putting things out. Exactly. You know, and that, and that, and that is, and that, and then, and then the last thing I was going to say is write, you mm-hmm. know, just write. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, there's nothing worse than you've got a three-year-old script and you might have mm-hmm. been working for three years, but then you're trying to get somebody a job and you're mm-hmm. like, and then they'll say, okay, well, great. What do they have? And they're Nothing like, well, new. I read that yeah. three years ago. What are they been ah, doing? And, yeah. and, then, and then you'll say, well, they've been working. And then, but you know, they have not been right. working you know, hard. 12 yeah. months. Right. And so. Because Linnell, every time you're on a show, you come out and write another pilot. Sure. You know absolutely. I mean? I, I'm, so, it's a hustle to get the next job. Yeah. yeah. So constantly. I'm constantly generating new material. Constantly. Yeah. I have to. Yeah it, it, yeah. it makes me crazy. I mean, I have mm-hmm. clients that have worked for years and they. And I'm like, wait, the sample's like, you know, three. Old. Yeah. We, yeah, we need we yeah. need a sample. Um, and you know, and they bristle. You know, they they they, they, they grouse at me. And don't and, you know who I am? Huh? Yeah. Or I oh I love this line. I don't like to write unless I get paid. And I'm like, oh dear. Like, I'm like, you know, what? I don't like to make phone calls unless I, I get paid. How would you like? It? How would you like it if I said that? That or, elitist yeah. attitude. That's a that's mm-hmm. a dinosaur in this today's Thank business. You. I'm well, sorry. I think so. Linnell and I talk about this all the time, and, and my other co-host about how there's there's like a new generation of writers and filmmakers going on that I've been a part of for the last five years in particular, and we are from that. Most of the older writers that I found over forty five fifty have this kind of lackadaisical, we need to pitch before we get paid type mm-hmm, of thing, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. we're like, hmm, great script. Rudy, you think we can shoot like a fucking kick-ass sizzle for this thing? You're like, we're like that generation. Or like a proof of concept, like a five-minute yeah. short you know what I mean? that. I shoot three, yeah. four of them a year. I'm like mm-hmm. constantly, you know, putting things out. So I just don't understand why people don't have that. It's a slip- I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's a slippery slope. Because you're doing the development for the networks and the studios Understood. for free. And so I think as representatives are like, wow, I don't know that I want you to spend five to fifteen to $20,000 or whatever it is. I know that can be done a lot cheaper with your, your iPhone and your, you know, Mac no, I now. do them for about that price. Okay, <laughs> right, and so and so like you're fronting that, and you won't. Rarely will you see that money come back, uh-huh. and and so they they for example, that's the uh, modus operandi in in, in um, the reality world, and mm-hmm. it it is it's it's kind of exploitive, and so mm-hmm. if you don't hit every note that mm-hmm. that development executive wants, they can sort of pass on it willy nilly, sure. even though you've put that money in. So the proof proof of concept works, like oh. There's something that just sold to Netflix. Shit. What was it called? I don't remember. Really cool. It's about, mm-hmm. about an African-American woman raising a superhero. Oh. I just saw it. <laughs> I love the premise already. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 we're all comic book guys. Yeah. 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 Single, single black mom and she's mm-hmm. and they and, uh, and, and, and it was based like on a... Super graphic novel. Maybe a graphic no, novel. Gra- <laughs> no, it was based on a graphic novel that it was self-published. Okay. And this filmmaker made a... Um, a, a little proof, mm-hmm. proof of concept, and okay. I think I think I think he did it relatively inexpensively. I mean, it wasn't like you know, you know. And at the end of the day, he still has like a short film that he could submit sure. to festivals yeah, and sure. stuff. So he still yeah. has some content. It was, it yeah. was really a trailer out there. It was okay. really a trailer, trailer. But good, but mm-hmm. very good. And you boom, you got it. And I mm-hmm. think if I'm not mistaken, there was there was a bidding war. If mm-hmm. I was told, wow, nice. that's not bidding so, wars are always um, nice. Yeah. yeah, and um, I mean, if you can do it for the right, if you can do it for the right price, great. But. You know, I mean, at some point, these 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 media firms are making so much money that it's very hard for for an agent to say, "Spend your own money on this." When you know that they have a development, well, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess if you're trying to make a splash and, and, and break in, 
great. But if you've got a body of work and a, and a resume, mm-hmm. you might not want to do that mm-hmm. when you've been working for 20 years mm-hmm. in the business. Yeah, but I guess my whole philosophy, our whole philosophy is, why are you waiting? You know, they, right. all they do is wait. I got a script. We can't pitch it. I got this. I'm like, why wait? Mm-hmm. In what you know, respect? In, in the respect of, of, of waiting for Hollywood to buy it. You know what I mean? So we're like, well, give them something to look at because they don't have time to read the script. They don't have time to do this. I mean, it's worked for me in so many ways. So right. that's the only reason why I suggest people to do it if right. they can. And they got to do it badass, though. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. But, but, but yes. And this I know people opinion. that are doing entire, like, they'll shoot, like, maybe a half an hour, an hour worth of content. And then what they'll do is they'll break it up because some of the smaller uh, brands, like, especially for phones, um, I think Verizon's mm-hmm. got a thing like that going right now, that 90 degrees thing. Yeah, I have a couple of friends who've done that. I'm yeah, and then they break it down mm-hmm. into the thing, and they sell it as an, a completed series. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I know nothing about that, so I don't know how to do that. So, like, But I that that sounds actually really exciting. If you could monetize your efforts, great. Go mm-hmm. for it. And it is sort of like a um, a new version of film school. Right. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. that's that's really, really, really cool. It's not the play – it's not the sandbox that I play in, mm-hmm. so I'm – I'm I'm hesitant to tell somebody to to, oh, to, to, to sure. do that, but mm-hmm. um, I mean I don't know. I I I went to visit somebody in this apartment complex that's over here in Hollywood, and there were all these like YouTube influencers that lived. I was like, who are all these young kids? <laughs> here? And he's like, yeah, you see that guy? He gets seventy five thousand dollars for a video. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Like I'm doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um and, and so like I'm like. How do they make money? You know, like I keep like what? And so they're people, it's in the advertising. advertising. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And so, so there are there are ways to do it. I just am not the right guy. That'll right. be your next guest. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, that. probably. Yeah. Do you? Uh, so while while we've got him here, how is your what is what's your feeling on paper teams? Oh, I think it's terrible. I think it should be. I think the guild should really step up and put an end to it immediately. And I'm part of the committee that talks about it all the time. Yeah, it's, how would how would you propose that from I don't an know. agent standpoint? From an agent standpoint, I think that they should when you're approached, the agent should be able to anonymous or anonymously approach the guild and say, I was asked by so and so to do this. You need to send a letter to I'm not going to name the network, uh, but you need to send a letter to Network X and say that this is against, you know, the Guild Wars. Is, is it part of the standard agreement? Do well, we know? It's, um, it's a loophole. Yeah, it's a total loophole. It's a loophole. And there's we're, no we're talking about paper teaming, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Um, it, 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 you I think, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I have, I know of one incident, <laughs> and my friend is sitting across the hall right now, across the room. Who's been in one, mm-hmm. and 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 there's a and her reason is the only reason I think they worked and why they had to do it. Okay, you want to talk reason? about it a little bit? Um, not really. <laughs> no, uh, I mean I benefit, benefited from it. I'll I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Like I, I got my foot in the door, right? And I wasn't and, that's and I wasn't a right. diversity hire. That right. was the other thing. That I was, was brought in as yeah. I hate the whole fucking diversity yeah. Hire. I, 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 I was like, brought yeah, I was yeah, brought yeah. in as you know as. You know the problem. Right. She had a specialty. You know yeah. She had a specialty that they couldn't fulfill, and that's how she got her. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I, I hate the diversity hire thing is because it's like they're always the last person that's brought in, so it's always they always feel like they're separated. So right. even though yes. they're trying yeah. to do a good thing, it's like give me a break. Mm-hmm. And then we end up with this pool of diversity writers as staff writers, and they never sort of continue. They, maybe the next yes. year they don't continue with the show, or they never move up to story. They never editor, continue, and they never move yeah. up. Let me tell you something. I've been on the black committee at the Writers Guild for like six, seven years. And the what? I have an idea. Like I've, I've never let me just tell you. Let me make a quick point. Yeah. Keep your time. Keep your okay. time. 
and because I was talking to Jeff Melvoin about this on mm-hmm. on the episode I did with him, is now we have it used to be like five, six, seven, maybe ten of us would come to the meeting. Now there's like sixty, seventy of us because everybody's getting that staff job. None of them are coming back. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. It's packed, mm-hmm. full of all these writers who are all young, under mm-hmm. thirty, mostly mm-hmm. you know kids who never. Mm-hmm. Come back again, right? You know what I mean. So right. it's 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 great they got in, mm-hmm. but now they're like stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what I, I mean. You know, I get it. I totally understand. Well, I think I think the staff writing position, frankly, would be great if all of the the studios collectively got together and every staff writer, white, black, Asian, gay, transgendered, mm-hmm. whatever, are um, it had a number, and that they were submitted blindly you know, hmm. for each show. And they were read blindly and then brought in for meetings. And if they got the job, they got the job. Because yeah. I think that um, uh, just bringing them in because they happen to be Asian, this, that, mm-hmm. whatever, it's not, it, you know, like, because I do, I'll be really frank with you, I do feel sorry for, like, the young white guys when I have to say to them, you know, man, unless you've got something really spectacular going on, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to sell it. You know, I don't know how I'm going to get you in that room. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Rudy. Sorry, Rudy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is why you act and you produce. And you do Were you a woman that. before or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, you need, that's by, the, by, by the way, how awful would that be if you were a woman and then you became a, became a white man? That's no one funny. would hire you. Nobody, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's, totally. that's a show. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. That's, Think about it. That's, that's, a, that's an idea. So, so, um, but I, I think it should just be like, you know, like there should be like a numbered system so it's blind. So at least the read is blind and then it doesn't matter. I mean, then you're right. then you're not you're not colored by the name on the script, sure. you know. If it, uh, so it's it's to, to me that would be especially at that entry level mm-hmm. that that would be the smartest way mm-hmm. to do it because once you get in, everybody knows who you are, huh? Well, after you get in, everybody already knows who you are. Yeah, and, and, you and, and you're not sort of, and you start at the same time. That yeah, right, does. right. You're not like, starting and you're a you're part of the writing staff instead yeah. instead of being like, well, your check comes from over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I that's yeah. that's the other yeah. problem and with then the that diversity hire. Then we don't have yeah. any more of that money. Like, the money's what? coming from NBC Universal, and you we know, we only have twenty weeks. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I mean, listen. It's great to get people in the door. It's, yeah. It, it, we're making strides and, and, and trying to, you know, mm-hmm. to help. It's not a perfect system by any stretch no. of the imagination. I mean, look how long we had affirmative action going on in, in, sure. the, in the colleges. Sure. Sure. I mean, it took well, 30 years, 40 years, right? right. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't have the answer. Um, and, you know, and just because, you know, you know, maybe the writers, maybe some of those 60 just aren't really that great writers. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe. Just maybe they aren't. Maybe. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I've got these young, these two Latino kids who mm-hmm. are, um, you know, they're killing it. I mean, mm-hmm. they're like, like three scripts a season. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a that is lot. a lot. Right. And so, you know, I don't think anybody really sits back and say, I, I'm positive no one's sitting back and saying, oh, there are a Latino team. Mm-hmm. But the executives feel like they have some um, statistics that they can present when, when, they're, right. when they're approached right. In, right. initially. Right. Um, and then, you know... I, because I think I think talent is really colorblind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do believe that. It should be. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I really do believe that. You know? you know, it's like when you read something, it's um, it, it, uh, you know, talent is it's it's, it's colorblind. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot in any kind of way. I was just trying to figure out your your opinion and what you thought about that, and like what suggestions on what. And I think I actually like your 
number system. That's interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. you can bring it up. No, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to totally bring yeah. it up. Yeah, because, you know, like, like, you're given a number, like your social security. I'm making, not yeah. obviously yeah. not your social security number, but everybody has their, like, guild number, mm-hmm. and you just don't know. And so when, so, and actually, I feel like if I was a uh, showrunner, I would be liberated by being given 10 scripts mm-hmm. at the staff level sure. that were approved yeah. already by the... Uh, studio, mm-hmm. like knowing the, knowing the studio that dug them. We, we've read these, we've vetted them. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, here here's our scripts. list. Yeah, which yeah. they have a list anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, right. we've met them, and why don't you, uh, you know, t- you know, take that without having the executives call and saying, oh, you know, she used to be a manicurist, and mm-hmm. now she's a, you know, she sails mm-hmm. boats. Anyway, <laughs> you, know, you know, like you need to meet her. Um, but they're, uh, 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 but, but I mean, you could break them up in sub subcategories, like, oh, they were a lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, this could be a man. This could be a woman. This could be, because um, you know, I mean, like genders. Like men can't write women. Women can't yeah. write. You right. Know, and right. Just give me a break. <laughs> well, I, I think the the problem becomes one of getting the scripts to the showrunners because there's there's a lot of us in the WGA who either aren't represented, so then we don't have an agent that can get our scripts to the showrunners, right. or we just. We don't know anyone who knows that showrunner, and we can't end up. In, or, or we have. Yes. In, um, we're marginal agents mm-hmm. that represent us, or we just don't know anyone who's connected to that showrunner to get that script out of just the pile. Because right. when you're right. a staff writer, it's going to sit in a pile. Mm-hmm. And unless there's like a by name referral or there's some sort of connection, they're really not going to pull you out of the pile mm-hmm. and read your script. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's Although just being honest. there's some people who, like, you know, especially established shows, they read most of the, the submissions. But, you know, like, um, okay, I'm going to make a shameless plug for my agency as opposed to the others. Like, okay. like, like, <laughs> like much of the large agencies, they'll make submissions of, like, you know, 30 to 60 people per mm-hmm. right. level. Right. Mm. And, you know, like a company like ours, like, we might make 10 across the board, mm-hmm. you know. So we tend to... Um, We'd like to believe that makes you more exclusive, though. Right? Yeah, we like to believe that we tend to get read. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like mm-hmm. that the, the material gets, you know, that or so. I, or so, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Gonna, no. Like, what am I going to tell you? Oh no, no, mm-hmm. this is out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bradley. We Good. appreciate yeah. you coming through, Good. man. Yeah. Definitely. Very informative. Was, really? Yeah. 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 There's a lot of game in there. Yes. Oh, good. Okay, I'm glad I'm be helpful. Your story is better than you think it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. He just, know, he, he just know he's evil. That's all. Right. I'm not he didn't want evil. To well, you that. heard the word. No, yeah. <laughs> confrontational <laughs> was the word. Uh, was, well, which I get. Which I get. Because yeah, I can be confrontational. Yeah, you need an agent who can at least push back a little bit. Sure. Exactly. You know, or otherwise you'll just... You just roll over and then... Well, if you're too soft in Hollywood, you're gone. Right. You're what? Period. You're gone. Yeah. Doesn't matter what role you're playing, if it's in front of the camera or behind it or on the line, like you're you're gone. Yeah, but you have to sort of like, you know, you have to play the game and pretend mm-hmm. like you're not playing the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. <laughs> Dumb also is another exactly. thing that gets you gone. <laughs> well thanks again, Thank Bradley. So is there are you on Twitter? Can people follow you or anything? No. You're such a lowdown, aren't you? Yeah, I won't do it. Um, <laughs> well, because, A, I don't want to embarrass myself. Like, I'm sure this is going to come back and bite me in the ass. No. I'm positive. No. Um, and, uh, but uh, I don't, I, I just don't have time. I mean, I can barely keep up. With, sure. I'm having a hard time programming my coffee maker. <laughs> you know? It's like, you have an assistant for that. No, no, that won't happen. That definitely needs <laughs> that. that, that he works on business stuff, but um, no, I'm not on Twitter, and I don't know that I'd really have anything to add. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to work so hard to be smart and clever. Mm-hmm. And, f- and 140 characters or less. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Very they're different. removing that. Oh, really? Ten thousand. Yeah. yeah, it's going up oh, to ten. That, so, really? Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, no, because then, then you just become Facebook then it's Plus. Just gonna be just- 
Yeah, you know people I mean? rambling. Yeah, it was last week. They just put that out. Yeah, mm. uh, I must have missed that. No, great. Well, cool, cool. Because people are gonna be hitting me, so I want to tell them now. The only way to get to Bradley <laughs> is by referral. Or you find them or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or then, yeah, usually it's, it's usually through referral, usually yeah. through managers or lawyers or mm-hmm. um, uh, or, or executives or, or or the clients. You know, like mm-hmm. like clients will call me and mention that right. they think somebody's talented. Cool. So I'm I'm always looking. I'm like you know. <laughs> well, that's good. I love, There's some I hope for the young writer out there listening right now. Good. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Rudy? Where are you at? Where can people find you? Oh, uh, at Rudy Rudenberg mm-hmm. with a T. R U T Y. R U T E. I've never met a Rudy with a with a T. That's funny. Well, you've never met anybody but me, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just that cool, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Do what I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at Linnell White, so that's L Y N E L L E W H I T E. And while we're on the subject of Twitter, really mm-hmm. quick, because oh. your girl Lisa Bolakaja is out today, mm-hmm. but Lisa decided to. Come at me on Twitter. Come at you about a particular movie we have coming up in May, okay. where the Marvel universe will be oh di- boy. will be divided. Please, will be going in. We'll be divided, <laughs> and and I've chosen a side. Mm-hmm. Lisa's chosen a side. <laughs> no, I want to say that Lisa here on this microphone because mm-hmm. I know she's going to listen to this. <laughs> is Team Cap, lady? Uh, Team Cap. Can you say what the movie is? What movie is? Oh, come on. Cap- Captain America oh, Civil duh. War. She just said King Cap. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. You should Got see it. the incredulous look, look she <laughs> right? just gave you. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Do you sister. not know May? Is, yeah, 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 it's yeah, happening. Yeah. The battle lines are drawn. Uh-huh. It's brother against brother, sister against sister, and Lisa. <laughs> <sighs> it's going to be on with you, girl, because she has decided she's Team Black Panther, which I'm not of even really sure what that is. She's been saying that forever. He, he's not a team. He's like... He's by himself. He's a kitten. Yeah. He's a kitten. Okay. Oh, so are you for, for mutant registration or against I'm whatever it. I'm for whatever Cap wants. <laughs> That's where I stand. Okay. Cap's my boy. That's what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter because I'm cool. On Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, if you guys have any questions, please hit us up, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, special shout out to Lisa who isn't here again. She gonna get Team you. Team Cap, Lisa. She Team Cap. Get you. She gonna get Sorry. you. <laughs> special shout out to all the countries out there. We love you guys. Big shout out to the UK. I mean, our numbers are just going crazy in the UK right now, so it's really good. Uh, France, Italy, South Africa, Australia. Huge, huge numbers over there. So we Big shout it. out. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Um, everybody joining with me, you know how to do Oh, give a go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. I always forget that. Because um, we're trying to get up to that like top something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mick Bettencourt did it last year. We're like, damn it, we're gonna beat you, right. bitch. We're gonna beat you. Uh, <laughs> friendly so, competition. Exactly. Team Cap, Lisa. <laughs> Team Cap. <laughs> so you guys know how we do it on the rant room. <laughs> on the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. And everybody joining me, and we keep it what? 2016. Peace, y'all. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want 
Welcome to the Red Room.